Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Balancing the Biz. Today, we are talking about a very fun, I would say, hot button topic about knowing your worth. So... Kate, would you agree with me that you feel like this is a hot button topic? Yeah, I would say it's a little sensitive um, just because it's centered around money and a lot of people that's a touchy subject for them. And yeah. I mean, I understand and put it assigning a dollar value to like your service or what you provide to people can be really difficult. I, sh- I yeah. still think I struggle with it a little bit myself. I don't think there's ever an end point. <laughs> you know no yeah like I don't think there's ever going to be a destination where you're like ah yes I finally feel like I'm perfectly on the number of what I should be making yeah and I always feel like once I get comfortable with a price point that's when I'm like okay we need to bump it up a little bit and that's kind of like my trigger for like staying in um like possibility and moving forward in a sense, because obviously we don't want to become stagnant and stay in the same place. No, no, God, no. And I feel like a lot of people, like this is definitely something that I would say three, maybe four years ago, nobody was talking about this. Don't you agree? I feel, I feel since entrepreneurship has taken such a big uptick especially in the last I would say two years with you know COVID and all that stuff a lot of people are transitioning to online businesses and stuff right but um I think it's becoming something that's more talked about and I think it's a good thing that people are talking about it more and people are going away from the big business and Mm you know, transitioning to supporting more small businesses. So for a long time, all these big businesses set the tone for price points and stuff. And that's kind of where everyone kind of just fell in line. And now there's more flexibility in market and being able to determine what you want to bring in. Mm-hmm. I saw the funniest thing the other day too. I forget where it was, maybe just on Instagram or whatever, but um They were explaining how there are these people that will, um, you know, they'll see something super expensive that let's say it's a crocheted, you know, handmade sweater selling for $250, super delicate and intricate and like a true art piece that like you get to wear. And some people might look at that and be like, oh my God, I would never spend $250 on a sweater like that. It's me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. I would never, but that's just not, we don't value that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But so they were saying in this post that um, this one person, she took this sweater idea and she was like, oh, I'm just going to start making them myself for so much cheaper. And I'm only going to charge people. Um, like then people started liking it and people wanted her to make them. She was like, okay, like, sure, sure. And she only charged like 50 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. And then she had to stop like a month in because she was getting so many orders because her price point was so low that so many people were willing to spend the money to get that intricate designed handmade sweater. And she had to stop and say, I physically can't make these for this. Like I'm losing money because mm-hmm. I'm spending all my time. So when an entrepreneur has a price point for something, 
there's likelihood a really good reason why it's at that price point. Yeah. There's time, money, energy, all of these things put into it. And I think a lot of people don't realize it on the front end when they're thinking about when you like pick up an item or you hear the number of what a service costs, you don't think about all of the other shit that goes involved with it. So absolutely, I think it is hard to like recognize all that. Yeah. And there's definitely a level of, um, I would say experience and expertise that comes with the higher ticket, you know, price tag. And I've seen the memes floating around, like you're paying, you're not paying for just an hour of my time you're paying for the 10 years that I've put in to perfect this process to get it Mm. done in an hour for you and that really hit home to me and I think a a big issue is social media kind of exacerbates the overnight success so to speak and it looks like someone went from doing nothing to all of a sudden a millionaire but that's Mm -hmm. not the reality of it at all. And same with business ownership. Like you don't right out the gate, start making a hundred thousand dollars in your business. Like that's just, I mean, if you are, that's amazing. And I would love to figure out the secret, (laughs) but um, the reality is most people, it's kind of like you start slow and work your way up to that. And I think it's a good thing. Like, don't you think, like, I think if I was handed a hundred thousand dollars, four years ago for my business blow it oh my god I would (laughs) have blown it so damn quick and I just think that it's a good thing that like 16 year olds don't have that kind of money (laughs) because yeah you really don't know what you value at that point and you don't think about long-term success and yeah just think about it as your baby being like a tiny or I'm sorry as your entre your business being a little tiny baby that doesn't know what to do with money when it first starts yeah for sure. And I think that's uh, knowing what to do with the money that you bring in is also like a skill that you kind of develop. And you, I've learned this, that when I'm bringing money in, I tend to want to reinvest it in myself so I can keep that forward moving momentum. Right, right. Yeah. Which is a great thing that you have that value. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that's kind of a staple amongst entrepreneurs I mean, it's a ever-growing process. Things are always changing and evolving, so we should be too. And even if you're not an entrepreneur, like if you're working a nine-to-five and, you know, out of college, like you still have yourself to grow and everything. So I think we should all be striving to continue to learn. Every damn day. And on that note... (laughs) (laughs) We went on a little tangent there. (laughs) Hey, that's all right. (laughs) So, do you guys think that you are charging what you're actually worth? Kate, what do you think? Do you think you're charging what you're worth right now? I I think I am, but I, we talked about this right before we started recording. I'm at a point where I'm getting consistent bookings and that's usually my trigger for like, okay, I need to bump up my prices a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely not where I totally want to be as far as like price points on my services I definitely want to be at a higher ticket but I know that it's not like I can't just up my prices like two thousand dollars in one day like that's just kind of defeats the purpose of this upward hill climb Mm -hmm. so I I'm definitely feeling very confident in my price point right now and I'm even more so confident in the higher price that I'm about to bump up to Mm -hmm. that being said I was not always charging my worth. 
especially when I started out. And I think, I think service-based entrepreneurs and correct me if I'm wrong, Megan, if this doesn't apply to you, I feel like we're so eager to just get bookings and we think we need to have that lower price point to build up a clientele. Would you agree? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. But this is something like, I mean, we were going to chat about it later, but it's important to bring it up now. Like (laughs) I wrote something down here that like, if you walk into a store and you were to see like an unknown name, just like random, you've never seen it before. It's a chocolate bar that's charging like $25. It's got shitty wrapping. It's in like a random store. And you're like, what is this? You're not even going to think about purchasing that chocolate bar. Cause you're like, Oh God, like that's a waste of money. But then right near it, you see the same exact price for a chocolate bar, like Godiva, and it's in beautiful wrapping and you've heard great things about it. There's all these recommendations that this is the best chocolate in the world or whatever. Um, You're going to go for something more of like the Godiva, even if you weren't thinking that your price point was $25 for a chocolate bar. But it's because it has all of this extra, you will stretch your budget for something that you align with and you feel like is really focusing on what you want to do. So little tangent on chocolate bars, but that is the same exact thing with our business. Like you, if, when you're just starting out, I think it's hard to charge what you're actually worth. And I think in the beginning, we actually lowball ourselves completely to the point where some people don't want to purchase at all. Would you agree? Yeah. It's kind of reminds me of like when you go shopping for clothing or something and you see like a a cheap ass, like $2 shirt. And then you're like, uh, that's probably going to rip in the washing machine, or I'm going to only get a few wears out of it. Would I rather spend $30 on a shirt that's going to last me several years? And this is something I ask myself because I'm like, I don't want to come back to the store, spend more time, you know, X, Y, Z, all of the other reasons you can add on to that. And I think that's, what people search for is the value behind what they're going to get out of it and the return as well. Mm-hmm. So that's, and that's something... not to say like you should charge way over when you're starting out. I mean, especially, sure. especially it's not to say that you should be charging way over or like set yourself in line with people that have been in the business for five, six years or whatever. I think you do have to charge a little bit lower than maybe what you're worth in the beginning. But I think entrepreneurs especially have a tendency to lowball just because they do, it comes from a place of fear of just, they just want to get money. They just want to yeah. start seeing people come in and that's not always the best because then you get shitty clients. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel compelled to share this like um, story from my past. So when I first started my business, I um, had set for a 30 minute portrait session, it was $300 with me and I wasn't booking anything. And that was super discouraging. And so then I was like, okay, I need to do the total opposite of that. And I dropped down to $75 and I wasn't making any money on that shoot girl. Like I, between the time of traveling to the shoot, doing the 30 minute session, coming home, working on the photos, all the back and forth in the planning, like I was literally probably making like 10 bucks an hour. Right, and right. that's not a livable wage. I mean, especially mm-hmm. not nowadays. And I, I struggled because I was like, okay, I know I'm worth more than $75, but this is all I'm getting. So I would kind of half-ass 
some like jobs that I would have. And I wasn't feeling confident about my work. I wasn't happy about it. I wasn't excited about sitting down to edit photos. And so it was the cycle that I was in. But once I got enough clientele and I literally was just like, okay, I'm, fuck it. I'm going to put my blinders on. And eventually I will find the people that see that value in me right. and like can afford that. And it did happen. It took a little patience. Um, and now, you know, I charge $300 for a 30 minute session and I'm definitely booking it. It's a no brainer for people, but I also have the portfolio and the experience and, you know, just the reviews, like you said, and the word of mouth, uh, exposure on what it's like to work with me. Right. And I think it's hard, but that's part of the process of growing up as a business in that when you first start, it almost feels like you do have to take on everything, which Mm -hmm. I, I don't agree with in some cases, like, I don't think that that is black and white because I do think that that's part of what made me grow was like taking on a lot in the beginning. Would you oh agree? yeah. I, I agree. And we had uh, like different journeys. So I did the part-time job for right. a while to kind of support myself. So I could be a little bit more selective. And that was a strategic move because I couldn't really support the value behind $300 with a 30 minute session when I first started my business. And that right. was kind of like a self-destructive <laughs> um, setup. If I had not had another stream of income coming in to support me, but you on the other hand, like that was great motivation for you. So everyone's yeah. a little bit different. Everyone's journey is going to look different for sure. Oh yeah. That, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Everyone's journey is going to be a little bit different when it comes to when you're starting out. And I I think that it's important to know and to recognize when like you are maybe not bringing that value to the table. Like this is a point we wanted to bring up and not in a negative way. Like I don't want it. I don't want someone to feel bad about that statement. I want it to come up from a place of just like honesty, you know, are you charging a hundred dollars for something that a service that you know in your heart that like it's not really worth a hundred dollars and that could be why people aren't booking just because you know in your heart that it's not worth a hundred dollars and it's coming out when you speak to your clients even if maybe in six months when you have more expertise and experience and the backing and everything you could be charging that amount kind of like what Kate was saying before of like it just, it was, it, it didn't match up to where she was in her business. And then, you know, what her clients that she currently had that current like group of people that she was going towards, it didn't match up with what they were willing to spend on that. Am I making sense? Yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. And just to piggyback off of that, the, the people who can afford more definitely, I would think expect like a higher level experience. And that was where I was lacking when I first started out. And that's why I searched for a business coach to kind of teach me how I can provide that level of experience so I could get to that point of charging that. And I think that's right. a really important thing for especially service-based providers to understand. I mean, look at um, artists, they go to school and they practice over and over and over again. Like they don't come out the gate charging $20,000 for their work of art you know like it's definitely uh, always a work in progress type thing and 
I would also add people can feel when you're trying to take advantage of them or if they feel like your price point doesn't like add up to the the level of service or value that you're providing them. Right. And something I tried to think about too, when I was updating my pricing, because now with the wedding industry being crazy this year, the 2022 is booking up faster than normal. So when I was re-upping my pricing for 2022 to just prepare ahead of time, I was looking at like how I wanted to structure things and how I wanted to raise things because I knew I did. And when I went about that thought process of upping my, um, all of my prices and seeing like, okay, like what do I think is worth it? And then I started thinking of all these different ways that I could add more value to the service that maybe not won't cost me any extra money. Or if it does, it's like five or $10 here or there, or it's just a matter of upfront time. So like, what am I doing to help their process? How am I like expanding their service with me to not just like when they sit in my chair? Yeah. So I think that's a big piece of it. I love that you brought that up. Whenever you raise your prices, you should add on something a little extra to you, especially when you have repeat clients. I think that's important because people notice like, oh, okay. The last time I booked her, it was 200 bucks. Now it's $300. Like, what am I getting more for that? You know? Right. Right. Like if I still, I like to think about this. So when I first moved here, North Carolina and I was booking brides and stuff. I mean, I think I was charging like $300 for a bride that included her trial and the wedding day hair and makeup, like crazy. I would what never are you charging be now? To... This year? Yeah. I don't mind saying $575. Yes. And that is for <laughs> snaps to that. Snaps. <laughs> that's for the trial and the day of. I think it's but... very reasonable. For yeah, the amount of I time think so. and like you're doing two applications of hair and makeup right. in that package. And it's not just like I, in doing so, I was able to feel comfortable enough and provide more of a service. Like now that I'm charging that much, I extended my trial time from two hours to three hours. So I'm now giving them more like a heftier trial time. So we have more time to work together and figure out what the day of look is going to be. And I include now like a welcome gift. And I also think about like, this is the biggest piece of like you're adding value in a different way is that it's just like the feeling of the service. Like Mm -hmm. overall, does it feel like it's worth that amount of money? Like when I first started out, I was working out of my parents' kitchen in their house in Mooresville. We all started there, girl. (laughs) Like that's crazy to me. And just to think like that's how I was building my business from there. And of course, you know, you got to start somewhere. But to now where like I have a studio location in Davidson that people can come in and like I provide food and drinks and like it's an actual experience and it's not just like a it's not just a service like I think there's a difference between a service and experience they get to come hang out with you I mean because you have like trulies and like it's (laughs) like come on let's have some girl talk and just I you do a really good job of creating a space that feels comfortable and safe and Thank you. like, I think a lot of people find value in that. And that's kind of my approach too. I want people to feel 
comfortable and they don't even realize the camera's there because I'm interacting with them so much that they don't even realize I'm taking pictures because I'm talking to them through the whole time and making jokes, having fun. I'm dancing around with them, acting a fool. And people really like that experience and it's very memorable. And they're more likely to tell other people like, Hey, I had a great time with this person. You should totally hire them. Oh, yeah. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Okay, guys, if you notice a change in audio in this episode, it's because we've been having some technical issues and this is all part of the process, but Megan is now in a different space, so she might sound a little different from this point on in the episode, but the value is still here. Yeah, I hope I sound the same, but I probably don't. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Okay, so back to what we were saying after we had that, um, Kate and I kind of had to take a little break for me to move. Yeah, we had a problem with the glitching. Um, Not sure what's going on with the internet, but we fixed it and we're still here. We fixed it, we're back. Yeah. So I think it's important for us to determine or to talk about like how to actually determine your monetary worth because- Yeah, I think sure. we talk about, and in the world of entrepreneurs, we talk about this a lot, like, oh, know your worth, charge your worth, all this stuff. But it's like, how do I actually do any of that? Like, there's no, <laughs> I feel like we're, we were getting pushed this like message that it's like, it's like not giving you all of the details. Like, yeah. okay, but what, what do I do with that information? Like, how do I get there now? <laughs> yeah. And maybe we should do a separate episode like and go full in depth on this but it's important to kind of reverse engineer your prices and to sit down and think about what it costs you to run your business so for me and Megan that's you know platforms we have to pay for subscriptions um, materials equipment that you have to purchase you know obviously you got to account for your time that you're putting into the project and the list can go on and on and on. And you also want to think about how much at the end of the day do you want to make hourly and you got to factor in taxes and all this stuff. So there's a lot, it's very in-depth and it can be very Mm -hmm. overwhelming, especially for your first time doing it. This kind of brings to mind, Megan, do you remember on our workation in Charleston when we were helping Danielle, our friend who is, um, she distresses clothes, destroyed apparel. She's amazing. Fucking love her stuff. And like, we were kind of helping her break down what she needs to charge per shirt to actually make money. And when you first sit down, it's like this huge thing. And you're like, how am I going to get down to like the actual number? And it's totally doable. It just yeah. takes a lot of patience and like a lot of thought goes into it. Right, right. And you want to make sure that by figuring out that number, I think what might help is think about it from a place of empowerment. It's Mm -hmm. empowering you to make better decisions in your business and charge what you actually should be charging. Because if it costs you $15 to, in this case, if it costs you $15 to make a t-shirt and you're only charging 20 and that's $15 just of like actual materials. materials. 
Yeah. Like that's, so you're making $5 on that shirt with all of the time that's involved with it. So knowing this number is going to be overwhelming and it's going to take you some time, but it is worth it in the long run because you'll be able to take that throughout the rest of your business. Yeah. I think it's also good to point out, you should ask yourself, are you setting prices just because of what other people are charging? And this can Mm. like kind of tie into comparing yourself to everybody. And like, yeah, one thing that I am like telling even the ladies that I coach, like no one can do what you're doing like you do. And so Mm -hmm. that's what makes you unique. That's what sets you apart. And I don't think you should, uh, like bring yourself down to other people's level. Like you should leave yourself open to, you know, being your own person and um, really bringing your own value to the table. And that's what like adds more to your experience of working with you. Right, right. Because no one, no one is you. And that's part of what, like they're hiring you for you. There's a million other, like in Kate's case, there's a million other photographers. Her clients hire her because they love her and what she produces. So if you're comparing yourself and comparing your prices to just what other people are charging, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing your clients a disservice. Absolutely. 100%. And I'm not everybody's photographer. I'm not made for everybody. So I just wanted to put that out there that like, I'm not, you know, overflowing with bookings and that's okay. Like, and I just trust that I'm going to align and connect with the right type of people that I'm really excited to show up for. Right. Right. Hell yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm feeling myself right now. (laughs) Another thing I want to bring up is offering discounts and why are you doing this? So this is a really good point to kind of just keep in the back of your mind. Is it a marketing strategy? Are you helping someone out of kindness or are you experiencing fear around charging your current prices. And that's something I struggled with, especially in the beginning of my business. Mm. I would, you know, set a price. Let's take my mini sessions. For example, one time I set them for $150 for 15 minutes, you get 10 photos, no bookings. So I was like, okay, no one's going to pay that. And I thought I needed to bring it down to $75. And then I sold out on all of them, but I wasn't happy because I was like, I know my time and my product is worth the 150. And right. just because I lowered it to book things out doesn't bring like the level of success or happiness that you think it's going to bring. No, it doesn't. And just like what we were saying before, when, when you get to that point where you can raise your prices, you can take your clients. Like you have more of that wiggle room. So you can actually devote your time to the few clients that you do have versus spreading it so thin that every single client is not getting a good experience from, from you or from the service. So I think that this is kind of like a hard pill to swallow though, of like why, like figuring out the why behind why you're offering discounts, because I definitely was doing this in the beginning too. And I still catch myself wanting to do it sometimes Yeah, because it's hard. Like you don't, it's hard to just look somebody in the eye and be like, I charge this much and that's it. (laughs) But I mean, that's what you do have to do because at a certain point, like you're the only one that's going to say what you're worth and then follow through with that. Like people, if they want a deal, they're going to ask for a deal. And if you're going to be 
like so malleable to just say yes to everybody, then like everybody would be getting a deal and there'd be no point for you to have prices. Yep. And coming from an obliger, that's totally something I have to be mindful of. And it definitely comes from a space of like, oh, I want to be making money. I need to be making money, this scarcity mindset. And if I don't book this person, maybe no one else is going to inquire with me and I won't book anything else. Like these are all like very negatively charged thoughts. And you're going to attract more of that if you're in that space constantly. And I think that's why a lot of like people who are starting out get discouraged really quickly because they're working with people they don't like working with and they get burnt out and the list goes on. Right, right. So I think in general, this is a really good journal prompt for you guys to do. If you do find yourself offering discounts a lot, um, just think about it. Think about what's your why behind offering a discount. And if you don't have a strong why behind offering it, then just stop because there's no point in you doing it. (laughs) Just think about it. Yeah. Okay. On that note, Megan, why don't we take a break and we'll come back on the other side. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, I love that. I wish you guys could have seen <laughs> Megan do her little dance. <laughs> I felt she's like I was getting, on a talk show. She's getting hype for our reel. I'm going to make her dance in a reel with me. Hype and nervous. <laughs> guys, I love dancing. I really do love dancing. But I don't know what it is about dancing. Like, I think it's synchronized dancing that stresses me out. Oh, yeah. Like when there's choreography like that, I cannot follow a beat to save my life. So... Like I can dance around and have fun when it's just like on my own time. <laughs> anyway, this is a challenge. I'm gonna like definitely great. check this off. <laughs> awesome, We're fun. We'll have a good time. You'll see me acting a damn fool. I am not that coordinated all the time. So I think I need you to be there with me. Yeah, I need an accountability yeah, yeah, for me to that's get what it. I'm talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. We're gonna do that for ourselves. Yes. <laughs> All right, so back into business. Our next piece that we kind of wanted to cover was how to unapologetically sell yourself. Um, This is something I still struggle with, if I'm going to be honest with. I still struggle with the sales process. And I always say that I feel like I don't necessarily sell myself because I don't think I'm doing tactics to... Like, I think I am just kind of offering this on the table. I'm like, okay, here is this thing. Yes or no. I'd like, you know... (laughs) Like you decide if you want it kind of thing. And I know that I could probably be more successful if I did have a better sales process. And if I was more confident in the numbers and the value that I'm bringing to the table. So I don't know. I I could agree, but I think you've done a great job of not being super salesy. And I think that's why you attract a lot of people and you've done a great job of the word of mouth funnel. Mm, Yeah. That is um, where I've definitely succeeded in that way. But I still think that there's something missing with my, like, I feel like my sales process could be like tweaked and like, you yeah, know, kind of fine-tuned a little bit. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's something I um, got the help from my coach in doing. She had me practice a sales pitch and 
my current coach, this is something she always says, and I'm sure you guys will definitely connect with this, but you are your hardest sell in your business. And it's the God awful truth. Like we have to be sold on our own worth and our value and our capability before we can go out there and convince other people that we're worth it. Isn't that fucking crazy? Yes. <laughs> Mine. <That's fuck>. insane. <laughs> but it's insane. It is so insane that us as humans are like that, that we like other people believe in us way before we believe in ourselves. Yep. I can attest to that before I even started my business. You know, my, I call Drew my biggest supporter. My dog is also named Drew after this person. And he believed on me before I even like thought I could be a professional photographer and shooting weddings and all this stuff. And I think it's so crucial to have at least one person in your life that's your cheerleader even and speaks into you even when you are in these moments of self-doubt right right all right so we're going to give you guys tips on this but I want you to know going into it that I am not perfect either and I still have a lot of work to do in this area I, I don't, I'm not perfect either, but the biggest thing that's helped me is practicing. And so Mm. I did this with friends and family. I, so my boyfriend is a salesman. He is so good at turning a no into a yes. I am just always impressed with how awesome he is at that. And I've learned a lot from him just because he's practiced a ton. He meets a ton of people that he's never met before. And that's something that used to intimidate me. Like, how do I sell someone that doesn't know me? Doesn't, Mm. I've never met. I don't have this rapport with, how do I build that? So that's a big key too, is to build rapport and that's how you build that like no and trust factor with someone. And that's how you're going to get a yes. But even if you don't feel comfortable practicing with someone like friends, family, you can practice in the mirror. And that's super powerful because then you're speaking directly to yourself. You're, you're, you're working on your hardest sale right there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, um, there's this girl I follow on Instagram that she does more of like confidence talk and just like self-talk and just coaching people on uh just your mindset for yourself and uh, that's one of the things she says is that like she has like a mirror challenge where you go in front of the mirror like every day for a month and you like speak into yourself like looking at yourself in your own eyes and it really is like if you guys have never done it it sounds super woo woo but going to the bathroom it's crazy you almost feel like it's a child and parent relationship yeah yeah right like sometimes like when I first started doing that I was like I don't even recognize this person that I'm looking at isn't that crazy and now I'm just like hey girl you're a badass you're fucking killing it <laughs> what's up like, bitch, <laughs> yeah, bitch you're, you're doing, doing a good, good job bitch you're doing a good job <laughs> this is why I love Megan you guys <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen my shimmy. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. But it's so true. Like that's self-acceptance is the key to being able to sell yourself. And you guys are going to get a bunch of no's before you get your first yes. And that was something I wish someone had like told me that and told me that it's okay to get a bunch of no's and to not give up and to push through that. Right. Right. And we're going to dive more into what no's mean in a little bit, because I think we need to chat more about what how important a no is just as important as a yes. So when you're in the sales process, sometimes it's not going to be like just an immediate yes. Like if they don't know you and they don't really have recommendations from somebody, let's just say they found you off of Google. 
it's not going to be like an easy one, two, three. You do have to sell yourself a little bit. And something that you can kind of circle back to when you are faced with doubt from a potential client, some things you could say, you know, what's coming up for you? What are you feeling right now that is um, causing you a little bit of doubt or, um, you know, pain in this way? And also, is this within your budget? You know, you say my price point is $100 for X, you know, is this something that is within your budget? And if they are saying no, then then you can kind of dive a little bit deeper and say, what's coming up for you? Like, is this something that it's maybe just a stretch out of your budget? Or is this something maybe we circle back in a year from now? Um, it's not it's not a no forever, I think is a good point too, that yeah. it could be a yes at some point. Mm-hmm. I would 100% agree. And every person that says no to me, I... In, take it upon myself to stay connected with them on social media because eventually they do circle back to me in one way or another you know they might not book me for their wedding but later on they might be like okay we're having a baby and we really want you to do our maternity photos or something like that or hey I'm starting a business and I love your photos and would love for you to take brand photos for me and like even if they aren't interested in that service and I'm out of their budget at that time that doesn't mean like you said, in a year from now, they won't be able to afford me. Right. And I mean, what we said earlier on this episode of sometimes in that moment, they are unsure. And in that moment, it's out of their budget. But don't be afraid to circle back up and follow up with them. Who knows who they went to after that? Maybe they went back to their husband and they were like, hey, I really think that this is going to be helpful for me, or I really think this is going to be good for our wedding. And then, you know, they said, okay, we're going to make it work. We're going to figure out a way for, you know, you to be able to hire her or something. So your no's are honestly just as valuable as your yeses. For sure. I would agree hundred percent. And I want to circle back to you, like struggling with sales. If this is something that's really hard for you, you should definitely take uh, the time to think about your insecurities and be in that energy journal. If you need to acknowledge it, unpack it and move forward because Mm. don't try to trailblaze through it because it's going to resurface if you try to shove it down. And it's going to come back even worse. Oh yeah. It's happened for me. Earlier this year, I had to work through a bunch of my own shit because it was literally my block in making money in my business. And um, the reality is like your life problems are your business problems. Mm. Say it again for the people in the back, Kate. (laughs) Your life problems are your business problems. Because I mean, when you think about it, especially entrepreneurs, we are our business Mm -hmm. and things kind of intertwine for sure. Yeah, as much as we don't want them to intertwine sometimes, your whole life is intertwined with your business. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of what we sign up for, I think. So just all in all with that, all of that is that a no is not a reflection of you or yeah. your worth or your value. A no from a client has everything to do with them and their situation. And it is not a, lot, a big deal. It strictly just allows you to focus on what's important. So if you get a no from this client, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? You might have a call tomorrow where somebody says, yes, I want to book your highest price point. You have no idea what's coming around the corner. And I think letting a no distract you from 
truly showing up for the people that are already there for you, I think it will, would be like a downfall for your business. If you continue to just let yourself get down, just bad the nose. Yeah. And this literally happened to me last night. <laughs> it's so like crazy that we're talking about this on like the timing yeah. of this episode, because I'm launching a coaching business and I had someone who was a hard yes, like, let's go, let's do this. Very excited. And then immediately following that, I had the hardest sale, like so many excuses coming up and like, I'm, I'm not speaking negatively of this person, you know, like it's very real things that she was dealing with. And when I got off that call, I was just like, man, like I fucked that up. And then I was really sitting there, like just sitting with that feeling. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Like I did the exact same things that I've done with the other people that have said yes. Like that was literally nothing to do with me. And as soon as I let go of that attachment this morning, someone else I had talked to previously came back and was like, I'm a yes, like, let's do this. So checking your energy and not being in this like spiral of like, I should quit. Like, I'm not good enough, all that stuff. Like it's very important to keep your energy in. I would say like uplifted in a way, you know, and open to receive because I really think had I let myself spiral, I probably wouldn't have gotten that yes this morning. I don't think you would have been open to receive it. Like you just said, I don't think you would have been um, as receptive to it. And I don't think you would have been able to enjoy it as much as you did by letting go of the no. Yeah. Don't let it hold well, you back. Guys. Claps for Kate, everybody. I'm so proud of her. Snaps for I'm myself. so excited for her. <laughs> I'm yeah, so excited. Seriously. This is something you should I haven't be. Really it's such a new been... journey for you. And yeah, I've been kind of, um, hiding it a little bit because I've been afraid to put it out there and, you know, it falling flat, so to speak. And that's just dumb <laughs> because the more I share, the more like people want to support me and connect me with people that I can help. And right. I'm really stepping into this place of serving. And this is something I've put into like my pitches when I do consultations with my wedding clients, I am there to serve them. I'm there to get to know them, to tell their story. So I make it about them because it is about them at the end right. of the day. I'm not getting on that call and okay, this is how I do it. This is exactly how it has to go. I don't start off my calls that way. And I think Can you, you imagine, oh my God, <laughs> the instant turnoff, definitely right. for sure. But like, you know, I think I think especially service providers should step into this, like, how can I make this more about them than it is about me? And mm. that's where the success is. Hey, on that note, we're done here. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Megan. My See, job she's Kate, everybody. My, my hype woman, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, don't forget to tune in next week. We are going to be chatting all about how to help you figure out what toxic positivity means and how you can break out of the cycle if you are in it. It's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. They're mm -hmm. all, they all are. Yes, they are. But <laughs> I feel like this is going to definitely hit people right in the feels for sure. Uh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right, guys. All we'll right, see you guys. next week. Well, we will see you next week. <laughs>